0: Welcome to Crushing on Callisto 6, a limited-run podcast fangirling over a limited-run RPG on Geek & Sundry and Project Alpha, plus craft talk inspired from the show sometimes. I'm Darcy. I'm also known as Slightly Foxed on all the socials in one form or another. This episode is recorded after the release of issue number 10, and it may contain spoilers. I feel like I'm rushing this one, but I, I was driving in this morning to work going, oh my gosh, I haven't done um, an episode, and I really have wanted to stay on track with this. It's, it's kind of a personal goal. Um, I, w- when I watched issue number 10, there, was, um, there were a lot of good key points, um, and a lot of really good action shots, a lot of good luma moments, um, a lot of Lacey moments that I love the way Lacey checks what is socially acceptable and what is not um, that feels very sensitive to a particular community that I know very well um, I was particularly struck by uh, the scene between Anton and Cass um, It was very dramatic for Hector. And I know because... Okay, so my I know that he's capable of it. um, But I tend to default with Hector that he always is going to lean toward the funny. And this was so... That scene was so raw in a way that felt very real to him. Um, That concept of putting things in order and saying goodbye to an old identity in order to give birth to the new um i mean we all go through this we all go through uh moments where what we thought was all wrapped up in a bow is not going to happen um and so you have to rethink and you have to step out into that unknown and how scary that is um I've done it several times myself. I, it was, you know, um, like a lot of us, you know, doing well all through school, all through undergrad, um, stepping in. At that point, I stepped into teaching and realizing how hard it was. Um, getting married to someone I'm like, yay, he's a lawyer. And then I find out, you know, he's, a, he's basically has an artist soul just like the rest of them. Um, and it's like, oh, okay, so we still, uh, it, it, so you're not gonna, I'm not gonna be like a, um, a prize wife where you just pay for my graduate school. I have to actually work. Um, changing careers, becoming a mother. There's so many moments where you change identity and um, I think it was good to mark that sometimes you have to mourn those kinds of things, it, the, more in the passing of who you were in order to become who you're going to be. Um, I'm trying to think of, and of course Hector's going to have like a billion examples. Um, usually the ones that come to mind are like um, Ben Grimm from Fantastic Four. And of course he had a, you know, it's a body change. And Anton, of course, is going through a body change. And this also made me think of like um there are times when not only just life events cause a change in identity, but um to me there's a natural progression uh, I'm in my late forties and um you know realizing that my body doesn't do certain things um, and watching myself change and feeling like sometimes that my shell does not actively reflect my spirit. I <laughs> I often laugh and say, you know, why am I not just, I, I know I'm I'm 47 and I still want to run around wearing like flower cat ears. And all the people around me look at me like, oh, why don't you? Uh, I don't know. It's just one of those weird sort of things. And because we all go through, our body changes. Um, I wish that people would draw on that knowledge. Maybe it happens so, so subtly that um, our human siblings who have body dysmorphia, who feel like the shell does not reflect the spirit, um, we should have more empathy for that. And hold them up and support them. Um, I'm thinking of a lot of my friends in the trans community and um, friends who've had body dysmorphia that, you know, I've, I've gone through body changes and continue to go through body changes. And for me, it's subtle because it's aging. But um, to have had that, you know, imagine having that be your background noise All the time. That's, I think, I just don't understand why we can't draw on that and be more empathetic to our siblings going through that. Which is to say that um, I know I'm going to make a lot of mistakes, but I really, those of you who are um, struggling with your shell not matching what it contains, your spirit, um, I love you, and I support you, and I'm going to make mistakes in using wrong words, but I don't care. You're going to correct me, and I'm going to move on. And I know that's not your—I know that's not your duty to do that. Uh, you, but I'm going to try, and I'm going to support you, and I'm going to protect you as much as I can. Um, wow. So suddenly, I. <laughs> I tend to rant and rave on this, on this uh, podcast for the things that I'm thinking about, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the first part of what I'm thinking about. So, um, thank you, Hector, for bringing that to the forefront. Um, and making us think about how we have to adjust that. We're going to have several identities throughout our lives. Um, some of them clashing, and to be honest about it, and then to draw on the power of others is an amazing thing. So thank you, Hector, for and, and, and Amy, of course, um, for... <laughs> Amy's cast is awesome. She just was like, well, you just do it, and we need friends like that to help us through. So thank you, guys. <laughs> The other thing I wanted to talk about, and this is this occurred to me on the drive this morning, is um, <laughs> okay. So I love, love, love that Luma has um, is making clothes for Sal. She's working on she's working on costumes for everybody, but also clothes for Sal, which is totally a thing I would do. Um, I admit that I my feathers got a little ruffled, and I had to post on Twitter that you know just a reminder that because it, it seemed like it was implicating that there was all this amazing technology and a sewing machine. And just a reminder, sewing is a technology. Just because it's older does not mean that it is less valid. Um, Makerspaces are, are kind of old news in libraries, but I think one of the things that we as libraries do well is that we kind of give a try-before-by experience, and especially with our maker labs, and for a while now, uh maker labs and libraries have basically meant like, "Hey, we got a 3D printer and maybe a vinyl cutter or a laser cutter." Um, but now I think we're expanding our ideas, and the user commu- or the maker community has has always kind of supported this that um that there are other technologies that are older and uh, they may not be as like flashy and sexy, but they're also still part of the maker culture um sewing, knitting, crochet, the stuff that I do, spinning. Um so all those things are technology and belong in the station. Um but again, I love I love Luma uh dressing up Sal. Um that's such a thing that I would do. Uh I I admit that I make um clothes for <laughs> I okay, I have a, a a skeleton lantern in my office that I bought for Halloween, but he stayed in my office all year, and I tend to make him little hats and stuff. Um, and when she described making him the yellow the yellow raincoat, um, my first, I think I said out loud, she's making him into Paddington Bear! And then I realized, you know, the coat is the wrong color, so I know, I know, I know. But I had that moment. Um, and I love when Erica pretty, you know, it's so sweet. But what I started thinking of is that um, one of the things that the critters for Critical Role have done very well this past year is um, instead of sending Liam a mess of scarves, what they've done is they've started a call, charity uh, movement called the uh, Scarves for Caleb. And they give them to different places that would need it. Um, so, of course, I would like to propose um, a hashtag CapsForSal. I think about his big bald head, and um, we would wanna try and keep it warm and protected. And so I propose, I'm gonna have to think about the logistics for this. But there are a lot of parts of communities, there's a lot of part of our community that needs um, really soft hats to help them through. think about like the preemies when you make, you're basically making caps the size of an egg for those charities. Um, Think about the people going through chemo. There's just lots. And um, one of the things I read about was people putting, um, hanging, Knitted hats in trees where they know that the homeless go, and say this is just a gift for you. And I think this is a wonderful opportunity for us superpunks to change our world. So um, I'm going to do a signal boost, I think, for um, hashtag caps for Sal, and maybe we can start to get this going. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I, I think this would be this could be a lot of fun because I, a friend of mine reminds me it's like when in doubt with all your projects and you're frustrated. When in doubt, make a hat, and hats are easy to do. So, so that's my proposal. Let's, let, hey, let's do hashtag caps for Sal, right? <laughs> so this is a short and sweet one. Um, again, I wanted to stay on schedule, but thank you. If you've gotten this far, thank you so much for listening. Um, please consider if you do knit or crochet or want to learn to knit and crochet. Um, let's think about the hashtag Caps for Sal movement. I think it could be awesome and um, because in that way we remember that we are Callisto 6 and we can go change the world. Stay foxy y'all.